بعيد القيامة المجيد لهذا العام 2022 أهنئ كل الإبارشيات والكنائس القطية والأديرة القطية في مشارق الأرض ومغاربها أهنئ كل الأباء المطارنة والأباء الأساقفة والأباء الكهنة والأباء الرهبان وهنئ كل الشمامسة وأعضاء مجالس الكنائس في كل مكان وأيضا أهنئ كل الأسر القطية التي تحتفل بعيد القيامة المجيد كل أسرة كل أب وكل أم وهنئ الشباب والخدام والخادمات وهنئ الكبار والصغار وهنئكم جميعا بهذا العيد المفرح الذي نحتفل به سنويا في حياة السيد المسيح محطات كثيرة في أثناء خدمته الجهرية والتي امتدت إلى أكثر من ثلاث سنوات كانت هناك محطات كبيرة من المعجزات ومن المقابلات ومن التعاليم ومن الأمثال وتقابل فيها السيد المسيح مع تلاميذه ومع جموع سواء فرادة أو في مجموعات عبر هذه الخدمة من هذه المحطات الكبيرة المحطة التي جمع فيها تلاميذه وذهبوا إلى منطقة قيصرية في لبس في شمال فلسطين وهناك سألهم من يقول الناس إني أنا فأجابوا وسألهم السؤال الثاني وأنتم من تقولون فكانت إجابة القديس بطرس الرسول أنت هو المسيح ابن الله الحي وهذه العبارة كتبت في البشائر الأربعة ببعض الصياغات المختلفة ولكنها كتبت في ضوء القيامة المجيدة أنت هو المسيح ابن الله الحي كانت هذه محطة هامة في حياة التلاميذ وبعدها بدأ الحديث عن ما سيتم خلال الشهور والأسابيع القادمة في حياة الخدمة حياة خدمة السيد المسيح من أنه يسلم ويصلب ويدفن ثم يقوم ثم جاءت محطة التجلي وهي المحطة التي جمع فيها ثلاثة من التلاميذ بطرس ويعقوب ويوحنا بطرس يمثل الإيمان ويعقوب يمثل الجهاد ويوحنا يمثل الحب أو المحبة الإلهية وعلى جبل طابور تقابله مع السيد المسيح وحضور موسى النبي وإلي النبي وصار الحوار كان أهم ما فيه أن هذا الحوار جيد يا رب أن نكون هنا وهذا يعتبر قبص من الأبدية ونور من الأبدية وده اللي جعل القديس بطرس الرسول يطلب أنه يصنع ثلاث مظال لكي ما تمتد إقامتهم في هذا المشهد المضيء والمفرح بعد حادثة التجلي زي ما بنعرف إنجيل معلمنا يوحنا أو في البشائر الأربعة بصفة عامة ويمكن في إنجيل معلمنا مرقص الرسول ذكرها بطريقة مختصرة في مرقص تسعة تسعة لما تحدث عن ابن الإنسان يسلم ويصلب ويموت ويقوم من الأموات فبدأ التلاميذ يتساءلون ما هي القيامة من الأموات 
حدث القيامة أيها الأحباء ليس حدثا ماضيا في الزمن الماضي وليس حدثا تاريخيا فقط ليس احتفالنا بالقيامة المجيدة مجرد احتفال لحدث تم في الماضي وانتهى القيامة انطلاقة حقيقية للوجود الإنساني انطلاقة الإنسان بعد أن صارت الخطية تدهمه وتسقطه وتكون عاقبتها الموت جاءت القيامة لكي ما تنتصر ونقول مع القديس بولس الرسول أين شوكتك يا موت وأين غلبتك يا هاوي قيامة السيد المسيح تختلف تماما عن كل القيامات أو معجزات القيامة التي أقام فيها أموات ابن أرملة نايين أو ابنة ييروس أو إقامة العازر حتى بعد أربعة أيام من تواجده في القبر القيامة تختلف تماما ولكن هذه القيامة هي قيامة للوجود الإنساني هي انطلاقة جديدة في حياة الإنسان ويبخت اللي يتمتع بهذه القيامة أود أن أقف معكم عند المشاهد الأخيرة عند القيامة المشهد الأول عند الصليب وهو مشهد كله ألم كله حزن وكله عذابات كثيرة وكلنا اكتزنا فترة أسبوع الألام بكل ما فيها من قراءات ومن نغمات وألحان ومعرفة وحياة مع المخلص وعشنا معه ساعة بساعة كانت محطة الصليب محطة ألم ولكن هذه المحطة لها نهاية انتهت في القبر صرب المسيح على الصليب على عهد بلاط البنتي كما نقول في قانون الإيمان ثم وضع في قبر جديد لم يوضع فيه أحد من قبل وصار القبر هو محطة قد تنتهي عندها كل الأمال أو محطة ليس فيها رجاء إنها محطة الموت ورغم أن هذه المحطة لم تطل سوى ثلاثة أيام ولكن كانت هذه الأيام أيام خوف وأيام فزع وأيام رعب وإحنا لما بنقرأ في البشائر الأربعة بنشعر بهذه المخاوف حتى التلاميذ نفسهم كانوا في حالة خوف وهلع شديد ولكن الله لم يتركهم لبلوعة اليأس بل في اليوم الثالث وفي فجر يوم الأحد قام من بين الأموات والذي ها هنا ليس هو ها هنا لأنه قد قام وقام السيد المسيح وعندما نقرأ في إنجيل معلمنا يوحنا نقرأ في يوحنا عشرين عشرين ففرح التلاميذ إزراء الرب وكانت هذه الفرحة فرحة القيامة التي يسعد بها الإنسان ونفرح به احنا كل يوم بنقوم من النوم القيام من النوم وفي بداية كل تسبحة نقول قوموا يا بني النور يا بني القيامة وتصير القيامة فعل وحياة وحضور يومي في حياة الإنسان وعندما نعيش في القيامة لا نعيش فيها فترة عيد القيامة فقط ولكن من فرحة القيامة تمتد وتشع في كل كنيستنا وفي كل مناسبتنا وأعيادنا 
وأصوامنا وعبر السنة الكنسية كلها في صلاة باكر في كل يوم هي تمثيل للقيامة ونقول بنورك يا رب نعين النور وفي كل في كل أسبوع في يوم الأحد نحتفل بهذا اليوم الذي صنعه الرب وفي كل شهر قطي نحتفل يوم 29 منه بتذكارات البشارة والميلاد والقيامة وفي كل سنة نحتفل بعيد القيامة ليس يوما واحدا ولكن عبر سبعة أسابيع تكتمل باليوم الخمسين فيما نسميه الخمسين المقدسة ويصير احتفال القيامة ليس احتفال لساعة ولا ليوم ولا شهر ولكن عبر السنة جميعا حتى في كل طقوسنا كمثل طقس المطنيات السجدات إلى الأرض عندما نسجد إلى الأرض ونقول يا رب يسوع المسيح ارحمني أنا الخاطي يسجد الإنسان ثم يقف ويقوم ويتذكر أن القيامة هي التي أعطته هذه النعمة أن يقوم من أخطائه ومن خطاياه فرحة القيامة يجب أن نعيشها جميعا ويجب أن نقدمها لكل أحد فينا وكل واحد فينا لازم يكون سبب فرح للآخرين ويمكن السؤال اللي ممكن نقدمه لحضراتكم جميعا إن هل أنت بتفرح إنسان كل يوم هل تستطيع من خلال حياتك أو من خلال معنى القيامة المجيد فيك ومن خلال علاقتك بمسيحك ومن خلال حضورك في كنيستك ومن خلال ممارسة الأسرار المقدسة ومن خلال القراءة المقدسة في الإنجيل هل تقوم وتفرح كل إنسان حولك هل أنت سبب فرح القيامة تدعوك أن تكون أيضا سبب فرح لكل أحد لا تنسوا أيها الأحباء أننا نكرر كثيرا في الكنيسة كلمة قللوا ياه قللوا يعني هللوا لله افرحوا فكل ممارستنا الروحية هدفها أن نفرح وهدفها أن نعيش القيامة وكما قلت في بداية كلمتي أن السيد المسيح عندما قام من بين الأموات أراد أن يقدم لنا هذه الفرحة بأن تكون هذه الفرحة في حياتنا في كل يوم ونشهد بها ونعلمها ونمارسها ونفرح بيها هذه القيامة المجيدة هي دعوة للفرح الدائم كل الممارسات الروحية التي نقدمها هدفها الأخير هو أن نفرح لكما يتم فرحنا في الأبدية السعيدة لا تنسى أننا في القيامة تقابلنا مع شخصيات كثيرة شخصيات متعددة أننا في القيامة نفرح بكل الشخصيات وبكل النماذج التي كانت أمامنا في أحداث القيامة المجيدة إننا نفرح بيوحنا الحبيب التلميذ الوحيد الذي بقي مع المسيح حتى الصليب وأتمنه على أمه أمنا العذراء مريم فكان هذا درس في الوفاء دي سورة من صور القيامة نفرح أيضا بمريم المجدلية التي كانت أول من تذهب إلى القبر وتعاين وتشاهد المسيح القائم وتدعوه ربوني يا معلم 
وهذا درس في الوفاء أيضا نشهد, نشهد أيضا في القيامة توما الشكاك وتوما الشكاك بعد القيامة بأسبوع ظهر السيد المسيح لتلاميذه وظهر قبل كده طبعا مرات أخرى ولكن لتلاميذه في حضور توما وكان توما أول تلميذ من تلاميذ المسيح الذي يضع أصبعه ويضع يده موضع الحربة وموضع المتنير ويصرخ ويقول ربي وإلهي أرجو لكم أفراح القيامة في حياتكم دائما في كل كنيسة وفي كل إبرشية مع كل الذين يخدمون تهنئتي أرسلها لكم من أرض مصر الحبيبة وأقدمها لكم باسم كل أعضاء المجمع المقدس وباسم كل الكنيسة القطية الأرزوكسية هنا في مصر ونفرح جميعا بالقيامة المجيدة خريسوس نسي أليسوس I'll read for you the message uh, from His Graces, their Graces, Bishop Yusuf, Bishop Basil, and Bishop Gregory. It says, My beloved children, Christ is risen. Truly He is risen. The glorious resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is a beautiful new dawn for all the world and its inhabitants. It is a joyous new beginning of the chapter of our salvation, our redemption, our deliverance, and the true meaning of the millennium. Having risen and ascended to the Father, the Lord is returning soon for judgment and to proclaim His own. To claim His own. Behold, He is coming with the clouds and every knee, every eye will see Him and they who pierced Him. And all the tribes of the earth will mourn because of Him. Even so, Amen. Through His death and resurrection, the entire human race can discern the ways of salvation, believe, be baptized, live a life of repentance, confess our sins, and partake of the body, the holy body, and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. The evangelist John witnessed and declared, Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. Christ our King has conquered not only sin, evil, and death, but its instigator and his demons. Though life is full of toil, suffering, and death, the righteous look at life with faith and hope. <clears throat> Almighty God is our wonderful King and our gracious Father, who sent His Son, who accepted to become human, and shared in our burdens. He stripped death of its power and showed us the ways of salvation, that we may return to Him and live forever. We were a pitiful nation of captives in Satan's hands. But Christ the King adopted us as His own children and will come again to take us into His everlasting kingdom. Jesus Christ is the gentle servant of whom Isaiah prophesied. He entered Jerusalem on a colt and no way meant for the splendor of a monarch. In His second coming He will break through the clouds with great might and glory as the heroic and triumphant King who reigns forever, King of kings and Lord of lords. The Lord's second coming will be with astounding power. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Do not delay in changing your ways. Take serious St. Augustine's warning. 
God has promised forgiveness to your repentance, but He has not promised tomorrow to your procrastination. The Lord's second coming will conclude the chapter of salvation. He will, uh, and He will send His angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together His elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Where will you be on that awesome day? Will you be watching as He instructed us? Have you treasured God in your life? Whom have you seated to reign over your heart? My beloved, I urge you to choose the destiny of your eternal life today by diligent seeking the kingdom of God without any delay. Rejoicing in the glorious resurrection of Christ is a life of victory, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Thus with confidence we conclude the creed of our faith with a sweet melody reciting, We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the age to come. Amen. The second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ is joyfully anticipated that we may have everlasting life with our King and Savior. We pray and ask the Lord to bless and protect His Church and to keep the life of our beloved and honored Father, His Holiness Pope Tawadros II. Pope of the Church of Alexandria and Patriarch of the Sea of St. Mark for many years and peaceful times. God bless you. Signed his, their graces, Bishop Yusuf, Bishop Basil, and Bishop Gregory. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As I said in the beginning, before reading the message, this is the feast of all feasts. And there is nothing among all of the occasions we come to the church to celebrate is matching this one. This one, the Feast of the Resurrection, is the Feast of Victory and Hope. We celebrate it in a different way. It is the only feast that preceded by a week where we walk with the Lord the Christ. And we see how much like mental, emotional and physical anguish he has to go through. And then we come to this blessed moment. We celebrate his resurrection. So the joy that's accompanying this feast is something that, as I said, is not matched. But the story, as Sayyidina Baba said, is not the story of Christ and we are celebrating something that happened in history. It is the same story that we wish that every one of us will come to this one end one day. We want all of us to have this story as our life story. Something we look at at the end of it, or maybe these people who are going to come after us, and celebrate our victory and celebrate that we were living a life that was crowned at the end with this kind of happy end. In the movies, they always, whenever people they come to the point of marriage, they say, and then they, they lived happily ever after. And we all, people who married, we know that this is exactly not how things describe what happens after marriage. But this kind of description is exactly what describes what happened after the resurrection. The idea about living happily ever after, this is again, this is the moment. How can we all have a share in this? How this kind of resurrection become the theme or the summary or something that we all can come and we have in Christ this kind of victory. We might be facing in our own lives, our individual lives, some kind of trouble, maybe disappointments, maybe failures, but still we all have hope that we can celebrate this resurrection like him and with him and we can all have this story to become our story come to this kind of blessed end what is the path to this eighth day the day of the resurrection 
We know that the resurrection number in the Bible is Rakam 8. Because again, the seven days of, cre- of where we live in this world and when this, the days after is the day of the resurrection. If we follow Christ from Bon Sunday till today, we have seven days starting Bon Sunday, finishing yesterday. And today, is, tomorrow is the eighth day. What are the steps, the stations that we are all called to walk in? And by walking in them, we all can have the resurrection as the ultimate end of our stories, our personal stories as human beings, where we can celebrate with him and in him. I will mention the stations quickly, and then we go to the eighth day. The first station is receiving the king on Balm Sunday. This is the beginning. We cannot skip this one. It is the time when I accept that Christ will rule over me. It is my choice. It is something very personal. It is not because I was born a Christian, or my family was Christian family that came from Egypt one day, and then I have to inherit this faith. I have to make a choice here, and a decision, that with my own will, I accept Christ's rule over me. This king who is simple and meek, who is not going to force himself on me, who is not going to push me to do something against my own will, the individual's acceptance should be with joy and with conviction. I want Christ to be my king. It's my personal choice. If you remember the reading on Bon Sunday in the Matins, we find the story about Zacchaeus. What is Zacchaeus to do with Bon Sunday? Zacchaeus was this kind of man who accepted Christ's rule over his, rule over his life with his choice. He accepted him and whatever it took, even if I'm going to sacrifice most of my money, I will do it for Christ to be my king. This station is the beginning. And this station is not, by the way, for people who are joining the crowd. Just being there because I have to be there. Or those people who are forced to be there. I'm in the church, but I'm physically, mentally, emotionally, I'm out. Maybe I'm in the church and I'm on my phone now watching something over my Facebook. This is not what it means for having Christ to be a king over you. It's not also for those people who are wishing Christ to be an earthly king, who is going to provide for them wealth and health, and everything will be fine because I have him as my, uh, my king. So the first station, the path to the eighth day, is the station with I accept Christ as a king. The second station is cleansing the temple. If you accept Christ, then he will let you know, very frankly and very clearly, I will not share your life with darkness. It is either or, me or the love of the world, or the love of sin. No fellowship between light and darkness. This is the day when the Lord went to the temple and cleansed the temple and said to the people, My house is a house of prayer. It is the same saying when he says to you, If you accept me as a king, then you turn to become a temple. And if you are my temple, then you are a house of prayer as well. As well. We hear him in the book of Isaiah saying, I cannot endure iniquity and the sacred meeting. You want me to rule over you? It is either or. Either life of sin or life with Christ. This station is also is not for those living a dual life and those who observe an outward appearance of godliness with no inward fruits. Here I will have to have confrontation with him. You want me or you want somebody else? You have to choose... Not, both of them cannot be in the same place. 
The third station is the station of education. Tuesday of the Holy Pascha is called the day of the parables. Why? Christ is teaching. So how we understand this, the path to the resurrection, it's day. Those who accept Christ to rule over them as king, and who rejected duality and hypocrisy, now have to receive his teaching, and struggle to live by them. The Bible for us is not just a book for a blessing, that we have it at our homes, whenever Abuna comes to read for us in it. Living away from it, alienated from the word of God, make us unfortunately to fall away along the road. And in this station, when we fail to follow what God said, what he wants us to live by, then the first two stations, and eventually we will go back on them. The fourth station is the station of the poured ointment. You remember on Wednesday, the woman who came and poured ointment on his feet. This is the life of worship and service offered in the name of Christ. Follow the stations here. If Christ rule, rule over you, and you accepted your heart to be cleansed from the love of sin, and you accepted his education, the result should be that you offer him service, and you offer him worship with a diligent heart. Every consecrated life is another flask of ointment poured on at the feet of the Savior. Look here, St. Paul, how he described himself when he says, For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. This station cannot be reached by those who cannot offer their time. They find it's too much that I spend minutes with Christ every day. It's not also for those people who, who save themselves. I don't have much energy. How I'm going to stand and pray and attend the church weekly and take communion and all of these kind of things. If I saved myself, I couldn't come to the fourth station. The station of pouring the ointment. The woman who broke the flask of ointment and poured its ointment on Christ. The fifth station following again during the Holy Week is the station of washing the feet. If you come to this point where you are already engaged in worship and service, it's time for you to observe a daily and continual repentance. There's the perseverance in trying to lead a life of holiness, supported by the work of grace through the sacraments of repentance and confession. Christ washed the feet of the disciples as a preparation for them to the sixth station, which is the station of eat my body and drink my blood. It is the station of the sacraments, to become holy people through the sacraments of communion, being nourished by the body and blood of, of the Son of God. It's not a blessing, like when I touch an icon in the church. It's not like visiting a holy place. Partaking of his body and his blood is, is essential for me to, to stay spiritually alive. This station, unfortunately, is also rejected by those converting Christianity to be a mere philosophy. It is about loving one another. Or it's about being polite and kind and nice and honest and the person of integrity. All of these are important, but if I empty Christianity from the sacrament, then it ends up doing nothing to me. So this is the sixth station, the station of eat my body and drink my blood. The seventh station, the most difficult one of them, was on Friday, the cross. And this is again where people stand and hesitate. Should I still walk or it's time for me to back off? It is the acceptance to be crucified with Christ, starting at the day of baptism and continuing throughout the journey. Look here, St. Paul instructing us in his epistle to the Colossians. 
Therefore put to death your members which are on earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, uh, which is idolatry. Putting to death is a strong word. It's not saying putting to retirement, or just like struggle in order to have some good days and some bad days, or leading both of them, because if I am leading both of them, life of holiness and life of sin, then I am already, I failed in station number two. Again, it is a station where the individual accepts with thanksgiving the gifts of pain allowed to him or her as a means to be glorified with Christ. This is something we all have in common. We struggle with pains. Whatever this pain might be coming from, my failing or failing of others, my choices or the others, other choices that's impacting me. It is a station where many fall away by trying to skip it or make maybe a shortcut around it. Emptying Christianity from the cross is what led to the Christianity that we see today, this kind of apostasy. People are saying they are Christians, but in essence they are not. So these are the seven stations that we walked with Christ since Palm Sunday, in order to bring us to this joyful day. The same seven stations are for us, to walk in them, to come to the eighth day. So the story of resurrection is not the story of Christ only. It is my story and your story and the story of each one of you. Maybe some of us, we feel like we didn't have good luck in this life. I didn't marry the right person. I didn't lead the, the best career. I didn't have the best education. Maybe I just moved here while I was not supposed to be. doesn't matter. What matters at the end of the day that you still can make your life to be something joyful. Still something that can be, can be winning, coming, bringing it to victory through getting to the eighth day. It is the happy and awaiting for all who walked with Christ throughout the seven stations. He is, as we say, the resurrection of us all and the guarantor of our victory because He walks with us every step, every day. And by the way, if we walk in these stations aiming at this final victory, we don't have to wait to the end until we have this kind of sense of joy and victory. We will sense it even here you'll feel and know that your life has a purpose, has a meaning, and all of your toil and labor, and even your suffering, is for a purpose, for something that is good, it is above you and above your mere existence here. As I said in the beginning, my brethren, the story of the resurrection is a joyful one. As if seeing a movie, started with a conflict and plot, and everything came to a wonderful end, where we come here to celebrate. Let us make this story the story of each one of us. In Christ we all are to be made alive. I pray that this is the story of life for all of, you, all of us and myself. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.